Hello everyone, I'm Javen, the Marketing and Communications Guy, and welcome, or welcome back to Impact Life Church's online experience. After the message, please take a moment to like or subscribe. But most importantly, we hope that what you hear impacts you so that you can then go and impact generations for Jesus. Well, good morning, everyone. Man, it's so good to be in church today, isn't it? Man, it's so awesome to have everyone. If this is your first time here, we're so glad that you came. We want to let you know that you belong here. And whether you're visiting or you're just you're, you're coming looking for a church, this is a safe place for you to grow and connect. Amen? Awesome. Well, and just before we kind of get started, today is going to be a little bit of a different service as we kind of shared last week. We wanted just to actually take a week uh, to talk a little bit about some vision and some things that are just amongst us and some changes that are taking place pretty quickly here. And uh, so we just wanted to kind of take a Sunday just to kind of stop our regular broadcasting and just for a moment kind of talk like a family talk. And uh, so that's what we're here for. And I'm excited that you all came because having no change is good. All right, three people are excited about that. The rest, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into it. I know you're still warming up. But wasn't that worship? My man, wasn't that good stuff? Man, we just, man, it's just, uh, it's beautiful back there. So everyone that's the sound guys, lighting, thank you guys. It's, it's amazing. Sounded wonderful. Man, I got right into it. I forgot that I had to preach this morning. So I just, <laughs> so let's, let's continue on with this. And uh, this is my beautiful wife. For those that do not know and you see me more often, this is my amazing wife, Jamie, and she is 37, 36 weeks pregnant. Oh, man. If, if you can't tell, just just about there. But before we even get started, I want to just let you know who this this girl and this woman is to me. Uh, I mean, you you kind of see me. You, I mean, I, I preach more often. You go, oh, wow, that, that that's great. But did you know that I could not do any of this without her? She is, for me, is a rock. She's someone, when I'm in my, feeling my, my low part, she picks me up and says, smarten up, boy. Uh, I like it straight. She doesn't just kind of, you know, yeah, you, you do sometimes suck. It's okay. No, she, she brings me up. No, it's okay. Let, let's go back to what God said. So this girl, I, I love her. We've been married almost 12 years, coming up into summer. She is, she is just wonderful to me, and I'm so grateful to you, sweetheart. So why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us what we're going to do. Gotcha. Well, what we're going to start with this morning, I'm going to stand up here, um, is to talk a little bit about the power of the local church, because who got themselves to church this morning? <laughs> All of you got yourselves to church this morning, but even more so, you guys know, because you're so smart, this, the church is not just a building, it's a people, right? And we want to talk, before we talk to you about your local church, the one that you're a part of, we want to talk about the power of the local church, how God set it up. Did you guys know that the church is God's plan A, right? There's no plan B, and it's not that man said, hey, we should start gathering together, it was God who said, this is how it's going to be. The church is going to be my body. My son Jesus is going to be the head of it. And this is how I'm going to reach the world. So I'm so excited to be a part of the church. I don't know about you, but I, wanted to, I want you to hear this through eyes this morning, not just of Impact Life Church, but as the church as God sees it. So when we talk about the power of the local church, Jesus himself said this in Matthew 16. He said that he... Jesus is building the church and that the powers of hell, that's, that's a lot, that's, that's a big statement there, right? The powers of hell will not be able to conquer it. That's how Jesus feels about the church. In fact, he died for the church, right? He said the powers of hell will not come against the church. To me, the church is the greatest, powerful, life-changing entity on this earth, is it not? You know, there's some people who, who maybe who don't know God yet, and they look to government to change 
the situation, right? Or maybe they look to the education world or they look for um, maybe some connections or, or friendships, but really it's the church, right? It's the church that's got the power to change the world. And that's what you and I have chosen to be a part of. So whether you know it or not, you may at this point just be an attendee. You may just say, I go to church on Sunday. I believe by the end of today, you're going to see yourself as, wow, I am the church. And if God's going to reach the world, it's through you, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So let's look at this verse in Ephesians 1, 22. Um, this is actually in the message, 22 and 23. So if you don't have the message, it's up there for you. I'm going to read it out for you. It says, he, Jesus, is in charge of it all has the final word on everything. And at the center of all this, Christ rules the church. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts, by which he fills everything with his presence. So look back at that that word peripheral. So the church, it's not like the church is over here in its little tiny corner and gathering together and saying, praise Jesus. And the world is out here. That's not how God set it up. He said, I'm going to put the church, my body, where I can speak and where I can act and where I can move. I'm going to put it here. And the world is peripheral to the church. Mm -hmm. So if you didn't realize how important and how powerful the church is, that's your reminder today. You know, um, back in the day, a long time ago, when they built towns, they built it with what at the center? The church. Right? And then they built everything else around. I believe that's exactly as God intended it. Mm-hmm. And as we go on, we're getting towards the end days, right? We're getting towards the end of this all, and God's going to wrap it up, and we get to go home. But I believe the church is going to be even stronger than it was in the Absolutely. beginning. And when you hear about it in the beginning, let me read you this verse. In Acts 17, it says, These men, so the early church, are those who have turned the world upside down. And I fully believe, and and Pastor Joel and I together, we fully believe that's the church that we're building, that Jesus is building in these last days. That people will literally say, wow, the church came into Red Deer, it came into Canada, it came into Alberta. And it's literally turning things upside down. It's literally turning things around. Church, that's what we will get to be a part of. So we're just going to look really quick at a few other things that the church is, like we said, the greatest living change agent. Also... The church is the place where God is going to speak and act and reveal himself. So if, um, I don't believe this is you because you're sitting in the seat, but did you know there's people who just think that they can just stay at home, have church, just them and God and their iPad and listening to a message? You can get tons of great revelation from podcasts and things like that, but there is nothing like gathering as a body, right? Because that's the way that God intended it. He said, gather together. In fact, he reminded us in Hebrews, and don't forget to gather together. Don't stop gathering together. Because when we do, there's a corporate presence of God that you can't get in your bedroom, right? And that's where God's going to speak and direct. You're going to hear later on in the message, um, there was a word given to this church two weeks ago on a Saturday night service that is quite life-changing for us in the life of this church. God didn't do it just behind closed doors and the minister didn't just share it to Joel and I, right? He shared it to the church. That's where God acts and speaks. So in that, we need you. (laughs) We need you here because we don't want you to miss out. And we want you to bring your anointing as well. So the church is also where we get equipped, right? It's where we get to be carriers of the message. 
And again, this is just how God set it up, right? Man didn't set it up this way. But it tells us in Ephesians 4, in verse 12, it talks about how um, there's something called the fivefold ministry, and pastors are part of that. So this is part of our job. So our calling or our role, according to God, is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. So I don't know about you, but I love to be equipped. I love to learn new skills. I love to come here every Sunday. I always say I get the most out of the message because I got to hear him preach it at home (laughs) as he's preparing. And then I got to hear him preach it on Saturday night. And then I got to hear him preach it on Sunday morning. And just to clarify, I've had a couple of questions. No, I am not texting in the front row. I am literally taking notes as fast as I can. Don't worry, I checked it too, so that's all, it's all good. <laughs> I hand over my phone at the end of the service, and here's my notes. Um, but this is where I come to get equipped, right? And again, this is how God set it up. This is where you are yep. going to get the equipping you need. You're going to get it here, and then you're going to turn around, and you're going to take it to your families. You're going to take it to your business. You're going to take it wherever you go. Um, not only that, the church is an opportunity to use your gift. I have seen people with let's use like the gift of mercy or compassion or serving. They can't not serve. Right. We've got our four-year-old has, the, has that gift. We call him our little helper. And we realize that when we say, when he's like, can I help him? We're like, no, no, because we're kind of in a hurry or we want to get it done fast in the right way. It actually hurts him not to be able to help. And I believe I've seen some people in this church with that same type of gift. You need a place to use it. Right? You literally, like, it's burning in you to use those gifts and those anointings and calls. And God says that this is where you can use it. So he says in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 27, Now you are Christ's body, and individually you're members of it. Each part, severely um, severely and distinct, each with its own place and its own function. So if you choose to plant yourself in a local church... I believe you're going to be fulfilled because you're going to be able to use your gift. That's the power of the local church, right? Also, and this is one of my favorite things about the church. So again, it's a life-changing entity. This is where we come to get equipped and we get sent out. But you know what? First and foremost, it's a community and it's a family, right? The church isn't just a place that you would come and attend. It's a family that you're going to come and belong to. And we have that, again, Joel says it all the time, we've got that out on our walls out there, not just because we have this big wall and we're like, what do we do out there? (laughs) What do we feel? No, we put, you belong here Mm -hmm. because God told us that's his heartbeat for this church. This is a community unlike any other, right? When you think about, you probably belong to maybe a soccer community or maybe a school community. The community of the church, it's supernatural. Yeah. When you choose to be part of the power of the local church, there are some things that you're going to get here that you cannot get in a community in the world. And I'm going to tell you a couple of those. One is that God says in Psalm 68, he says that he's the father of the fatherless, defender of widows, and he is the one who sets the lonely in families. So God will literally call people. And we have testimony after testimony of people who've been called to leave their natural families I would be one of them. God called me to leave all of my family in BC and come here and marry this wonderful man, (laughs) but on a church level to 
disconnect from there and come and be part of here. I have to tell you, in the 12 years I've been here, this has become my family. God sets the lonely in families. Mm -hmm. That's his heart. So he took you out of wherever you were at and set you here. I believe that you're not going to find that in any other place. The church is where you and I will experience restoration, healing, forgiveness. It's a place where, let's just put it this way. If you're going to just experience God in your bedroom at home, there's no one to look you in the eye and say, you know you're forgiven, right? You know, you can sit there and the, the devil can play around in your mind and throw these thoughts at you. Well, there's no one to turn around and say, that's not who you are. Right. Right. When you come into a church and you rub shoulders with other people and you build connections, that's where God wants you to experience the fullness of his love. Mm-hmm. And this is a, a testimony not from Joel and I, but from um, his dad who planted this church and was our pastor. And he told it to us, it's so beautiful, that someone came in from um, just walking by, came in, I think they lived near here, and they had been a part of a war. And they right. had just been not able to forgive themselves for decades just came in off the street one day and, and spoke to him and just said, I cannot believe that God forgave me because I don't forgive myself for what I did in that war. And Joel's dad looked him in the eyes and said, you are forgiven. It broke. That's the power of the local church, people. Yeah. Yeah. That's where people can come in yeah. and find restoration. Right. I believe there's a lot of us here that have found that, but I believe there is still... A lot of people left in Red Deer who have not yet heard, not yet seen, and that's what you get to be a part of Mm -hmm. in the local church. Yeah, that's good. So just to finish up this part, you can't experience those things alone. God designed it to be a part of the family. And when you hear us talk a little more about this local church and what God's doing here, I want you to remember that this, what we just talked about, this family, this community, this life-changing entity, this is what we're championing. Like, this is what we're pushing. We're not pushing Impact Life Church. It's just the name that God gave this church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because every church in Red Deer needed a name, right? right? Yep. But we're not all about Impact Life Church. We're about God's church. And this is what we're championing, a family and a community with Jesus yep. at the head, with the literal <laughs> potential to change the world. Absolutely. All right? Yeah, that's so good. So let's hear a little bit yeah, more from you. Yeah, just want to talk a little bit about just the call. So Colossians 1.13, I'll have some of these verses on the screen. But you and I, we've been called into something. And Colossians 1, it just says this, he has rescued us. Everyone say, he has. And what did he do? He rescued us. For what? Right, that's, that's what I want to answer a little bit today. So he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness. And then he transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. So I'm looking at the word kingdom and actual Greek-wise, it's talking about a king's domain. So at one point, we were part of the king's domain under the, the kingdom of darkness where we were ruled over. We were, man, there was a dictatorship and we were full of sin, just everything dark-wise. Jesus paid a tremendous price for you and I to get us out of this kingdom of darkness. And he didn't just throw us into no man's land. He put us and strategically placed us into the kingdom of his dear son. Now, how many of you part of that kingdom? Man, come on, somebody. Who's part of that kingdom? Man, I'm part of that kingdom. So are you. If Jesus is the Lord of your life, he has placed you into this kingdom. So what's the call? What's the purpose to be joining into this kingdom? Well, Matthew, or sorry, Mark chapter 3, verse 13 through 15. I'll just quickly give you a little glimpse of this. But it says, after Jesus went up to a mountain and he called to the ones he wanted to go with him. And they came to him. Next verse, it says this. Uh, then he appointed 12 of them and he called them apostles. And they were to, 
What were they supposed to do? They were to accompany him. What does the word accompany mean? They're going to go with it. They're going to be with him. And then it says, and from that place, being accompanying with him, and then he would send them out to preach. And it says, giving them authority to cast out demons. So our primary call from the transfer out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son, number one is a relationship, a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ himself through the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of you. That's the number one purpose of this call. And then notice right after, as you guys go back to verse 14 for a sec, when you got transferred out and you, or so you came to Jesus, then it says now you're accompanying him. Now he's going to send you out, right? So it's like when my relationship with him, from this place I get the equipment, from this place I get understanding, from this place I get revelation of who I am, who he is, and what he's placed on the inside of me. It's out of my intimate relationship with him that I find the giftings and the callings he's placed in me. Huh? Come on, somebody. You, you hearing that? So you cannot neglect a personal, intimate relationship with the Lord because it's only Him that defines and refines who you are and what He's placed on the inside of you. Man, come on. That, that's good news. And got, why? He's not just asking you to do stuff for Him. First and foremost, He wants you to intimately know Him so that you can be properly sent out. So no matter what comes your way, you're well equipped for the task that He's called you to do. Man, I'm so thankful for that. I had no idea I was called the pastor. Like, no idea. So what turned my crank is when I started to get to know him, then he started to show me that this was the next step. Oh, oh wow, this is amazing. But it only comes through intimate relationship with him. So you and I were called first and foremost, I mean, you know, 1 Corinthians 1, 9 even says that you have been called into partnership or fellowship or Passion Bible says intimate relationship with the Holy Son, Jesus Christ. That's where your primary call is. Now, we can't make light of that. I'm, I'm serious about this call, that my relationship with Him is my number one priority on this earth, is Him. And from my relationship with Him, He now sends me out. He shows you the giftings and things that you have on the inside of you. How many of you know that you are an, any exhorters in the house? You know that you're exhorter? Hey! One. Anybody else? I'm sure we have a bunch of exhorters in the room. Man, and where did you find that? It's not, oh, it's my personality, so I'm just, I'm hyper, I can yell like Johanna does. Uh, that's, that's not it. You find it and you start developing it the more you spend time with him. And here in the local body is where we need the exhortation coming out. Right? Because how many of you, know, you need encouragement this morning? Johanna, do you see these hands? These are where you're going right, right after. <laughs> and that's why we need these gifts, right? And so it comes from personal relationship. Then secondly, I look at this here in John chapter uh, 15 through 16. Jesus said this, you didn't choose me, but I chose you and I commissioned you to go into the world and bear fruit. So now notice this again, because part of what we're doing here is we're getting ready for that day. How many know there is a day that's called that day? And it's the day that we get to stand before the Lord and it's going to be a reward ceremony. We're going to take on all the rewards, everything that we get from what we did on this life. Now he chose me. Let me say that. He chose me. He chose me. What did he choose you as? He chose you to come out of darkness and he chose you to be in his kingdom. And what kind of what Jamie was just saying, you are here now to build what he's building, which is his church. And don't just think the four walls, it's people. We are here to build people, right? So this here, we have, we're trying to get away from the word volunteer. This is not a volunteer position. Say it with me. I'm not a volunteer. Why? Because you were chosen. 
You were chosen and you were commissioned with a role, with a gift, with a talent, whatever you want to call it, with an anointing on your life to bring about it, impact the city, impact your local church with the grace that is on the inside of you that only you can do. It's your call. It's it, the gift that God gave you. It belongs to you. It's packaged and sealed and it belongs to you. Now it's your job to use that gift and what will happen more will be given to you. Right? Okay, I'm getting a little pumped here. Let's slow it down. All right. But you know what's so wonderful? Again, because being called and being chosen by God, what this really is, like this really is a generational thing. I know John chapter 17, verse 20. I don't have that on the screen, but just listen to this. It says, Jesus is praying. And he said, I ask not only for these disciples, but I'm also praying for those that one day will believe in me through their message. Did you know that you and I are a result of the disciples holding on and preaching their message no matter what? Do you know what we have today? We have a message. How many of you got a message on the inside of you? It's called the gospel. We have this message. And how will future generations hear it? It's from our lips. So the church, we don't shut up. We cannot stay silent. We have to keep talking about it. We have to keep proclaiming it. We have to keep spreading it. Why? So that future generations continue to hear. How many of you thankful for the Apostle Paul? Did you know one day you're going to meet him? I can't wait to meet him. Go, thank you so much for the books that you've written. Man, it's, it, it, they changed my life. I mean, you, you realize that. I mean, you are also thankful for all the disciples that were there, that even though they faced martyrdom, even though they faced jail, prison time, beating, stonings, whipping, scourgings, feeding to the lions, they held on to the message that they had and they refused to let it go. Why? Because they saw future generations down the line hearing this message. And we read it even last week, 1 John chapter 1. You read that. The reason why John is holding on to this message, he's saying, so that your joy may be full in hearing what we're discussing. We want you to hear it. We want you to experience it. So the church that we're building is not really for us. Did you know that? The church that you're seeing now, what we're aiming and what we're desiring is to build the church for your kids or for your grandkids. That's what we're here for. I'm so glad we're excited about that. Why? How many of you already been reached? That should be every hand in this room should be shooting up. You are already reached. So who needs to be reached? The people that haven't been reached, the next generation is a big one. So what we do intentionally is we're building, we're reaching young, we honor age, we impact families. We are here to reach the next ones that are coming. That's, that's the call. We always have to think through. I believe God does the same way. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Well, he's the God of John, Joel, Jace. <laughs> that's my dad and that's my son. <laughs> it goes down line. It doesn't just stop with us. It's going to continue down line. Amen. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page with that. Okay. Um, so now, before we get on to this, what we're going to like to discuss a little bit about um, just the vision and purpose of this local church. Uh, and, you know, four years ago, it would be, you know, February 27, four years ago, 2016, is when Jamie and I took on this, the church from my parents, Pastor John and Ingrid. So it'll be four years this month. At the end of this month, it'll be a four-year time that it's happened. And I remember just before that even took place, uh, there's a few nights or a few days where we're just like, what do we do? Oh, man, how does this work? What are we going to go? So we actually intentionally just said, okay, we're going to go away for a couple of days. And uh, so we went to Canmore and just spent two or three days in Canmore and just sought the Lord and saying, Lord, what do we do? What's, what's the direction? How, how are we going to do this? And the Lord, it was so thankful. The Lord supernaturally downloaded in us the heartbeat booklet. 
whether you have that heartbeat booklet, it's, you can get one outside there. It's, it's what God gave us, just words about vision, mission, our values, our DNA, and our priorities. I mean, these aren't things that, you know, we're not real smart enough to make all this stuff up. The Lord gave it to us, and I'm so grateful for it because it defined what we do, but it also defines what we don't do, right? Because, you know, not every church is called to do everything, right? Okay, just make sure we're all clear because somebody comes up, how come you're not doing a horse ministry? I haven't, I'm not real cult to that. I love horses. I know I'm going to ride one one day when I'm coming out with the Lord, but I, I, it's not in me to do a horse ministry, right? Right, or something with, you know. I don't know, just because that's, that's come up a few times. So we could do this. That, that'd be awesome, but maybe that's what the Lord's asking you to do, not me. I don't feel called. Anyways, move on. <laughs> so our vision here at Impact Life Church is to impact generations for Jesus. That's, that's the vision. That's what we're here for. This is what the Lord gave us. And secondly, then, the mission of this local church is that the lost get saved, the saved get established, and the established get going. We're not at this. I'll just tell you this. We are not a church that's shallow where it's you can just come in. We're just here to get people born again. And that's it. That's that's great. That's just not our personal call. Our call is once you've getting saved is that now you get established in the word of righteousness. You get established in who God is and his love for you. There's more to it than just, oh, yeah, born again, going to heaven. There's so much more than that. And then once you get established, now you become effective in reaching other people, therefore leaving an impact. Right. So those people that are established, it's time to get going. Okay. And I'll just show you this. The priorities now then. So how do we impact generations for Jesus? There's four priorities that the Lord gave us. And number one is this to be a strong distribution center of leaders in every generation. Oh, I should go in order with you guys. Sorry, I'll follow with you. Number one is to be a strong word-centered church in central Alberta. Number two then is to be a training and distribution center of leaders in every generation. Thirdly, is to be a strong influence for God in our city. And fourthly, is to be a distribution center of the word in every form. We are message carriers. And that's why we confess and we boldly acknowledge that we are anointed to preach the word of God so people get it. How many of you are part of this church? All right, say it with me. I am anointed to preach, to teach, to explain the word of God so people get it. I, I say that every day. I'm anointed to preach the Word of God. And that's not just talking about this platform. It goes wherever I go, I'm anointed to explain the Word of God so people get it. Not just head knowledge, but also if they need to receive their healing, I'm anointed that people get it. Well, we got to say that all the time. It's the anointing. And that's the devil after. He's after the anointing. This church is anointing, anointed, not annoying. This church is anointed to make sure people get it. So let me encourage you, every morning, every day, confess that over yourself. Because if you're part of this local church, that anointing rests on you. Just the same way that it rests on me. This, this is who I am, and it's why? Because I'm part of this family. God has anointed this place to explain and preach the Word of God so every person in this city can get it. Oh, man, we're well equipped. Awesome. Thank you for that enthusiasm. That's so good. Okay. So then in just talking about that this is the vision, same as we have, if we're called here, then we have the anointing, right? Mm -hmm. But not only that, you've got to personalize this vision, right? Of course, you've probably got a vision for your own life and your own family. I know we do as well. Um, your personal vision is to help get people ready to face God, right? Yeah. My personal vision is to make Jesus famous. 
But beyond that, I'm called to this local body, so my vision also is to impact generations for Jesus. So today, we're almost re-asking you to commit to that vision. If you're called here, you're planted here, if you say, yeah, that's my church, then this is a vision for you as well. And you know, the cool thing about a vision is that God put the, inside the vision the ability for it to come to pass. So God is never going to say, Impact Life Church, you need to impact generations for Jesus, and you need to do these four big priorities that could literally, we could be doing for decades, and then not give us the power, the anointing, the wisdom to do it. Right. That's not who he is. The vision has within itself the power to make it come to pass. I believe we just need to commit to it. Yeah. So we're sold out, our team is sold out, and there are a number of you who have joined teams and said, I'm sold out to this vision as well. Right. But as you hear a little bit more of where we're headed today, I want you to have that in, in the forefront of your mind. What's my part in this vision? Can right? I just throw in one thing? Just, yeah, to, just to that, that line um, that the vision has within itself the power to make it come to pass. Just another way you can say it. Anybody, you buy presents or a toy for your kid, and you're always desiring that batteries are included. Anybody ever? Oh, man, I hate that. You buy this toy, and it's like, oh, batteries sold separately. Are you kidding me? Like, I just spent whatever. So, but with the vision that God gave this local church, batteries are included. And I'm just, I'm so thankful for that. So it's not like we have to muster up and pray so hard for, Lord, we just need the batteries to make it work. We need the batteries. This past week, just to give you an example, like uh, one of the things is, you know, leaders in every generation, we're a generational church. On, on Friday night, there was over 100 kids in that back room going nuts, like kids night out. So we had our kids night out. That's our outreach that we do every month. It was wild. It was nuts back there. I love seeing that. And these guys do a tremendous job. And it, just, just so you, that you know that there are things constantly happening and people go like, how are you guys always doing it? It's because the batteries are included. So it's like you never have to try to strain. I got to work hard for this. I got to work hard. No, if you just align yourself, kind of what Jamie said, yeah, I'm, this is my church. This is the vision. I'm well equipped, well anointed. The batteries are included. And so burnout is not even an option. Because when burnout happens is when there's batteries not included. So now you're doing something that you're not called to do. That's right. Just and also, just to go along with that, if you're called here, then there's a place for you. And it might even just be a starting place. So if you're still not, um, if you, you still haven't taken the step yet to just get on a team, it's the same thing that there's a grace and anointing on our Kids Night Out program. There's a grace and anointing on you if you choose the kitchen, if you choose to, to start to greet or whatever there's an inkling in your heart to do, can we just encourage you, just step out and do it. Because everything that we're talking about here to reach people, it requires people, yeah. right? It requires, as God said, people that he sets everyone in their place as he desires. That's 1 Corinthians 12, 18. He carefully designed each of us and he placed us in this body as he sees fit. We need everyone in their place in order to make this happen. And so I just love that. There's a grace on you. And so if you're a little bit timid or you haven't taken that step forward to get on a team, I encourage you, you can do that. Yep. Like literally today, you can do that. Yep, you bet. That's good. So just before we talk about a couple upcoming things for the church, we want to let you know what people who are sitting here today who attend this church are saying about your church. Because you, as we just said, it takes people to make the church happen. This is what you're doing. This is what you are currently accomplishing, who you're currently impacting. Yep. So we did a survey this week, um, multiple generations. So we've got, I think, age six all the way up to, 
Um, what's a really great way to say seniors? Um, Just the oh, extremely older. wise, right? <laughs> We've got from age six up to the really wise people. <laughs> Um, and we also surveyed people who have been here just a couple of months up to they've been here multiple years. So I want you just to hear this. And as Joel said, I'm 36 weeks pregnant. Do you know what's, what's happening to my lungs right now? Like, <laughs> I'm not out of shape. Yeah. <laughs> just, I may have to take a couple, couple breaths and you can take over. But listen to this. And I promise I won't cry, but some of these are beautiful. We love the culture of impact, the connections we have with each other, the message of life and hope we have in Christ, and the freedom and encouragement to allow the Holy Spirit to flow in the service, in the worship, and in the message is why we come. Another one, we have found a family here, a place to serve in our callings and people who desire the same life of faith for their families and themselves as we desire. Right. Man, that's huge for those raising families. Yep. You found people who believe what you believe. Yeah. I attend Impact because they teach the word in a way that's easy to understand and because I see the Lord moving here. That's from a, a young adult. We walked through the doors and knew we were home. Our family has flourished in every aspect of our lives since walking into our impact family. The word that is preached here challenges me. I feel safe here. I appreciate the value the church places on family. Hear this. I love this. This is the heartbeat in action of impacting generations for Jesus. She says, you truly feel like children and adults equally belong. Isn't that good? The welcoming culture. It helped me find a solid group of people that I can both lean on and offer support in challenging times. Isn't that the church? Weep with those who weep. Mourn with those who mourn. Let's celebrate with each other when things are going awesome. That's wonderful. Hear this one. This is from a 10-year-old, unprompted. She said, because it's for all generations, people can learn stuff that's deep in the word, <laughs> yeah. and you can also start learning. It's for everyone. Isn't that good? This Sounds is like from a Google a, review, man. That's good. Yeah. Like. Joel said, can we put these on Google? <laughs> yeah, this, is like... this is a 14-year-old. Everyone's so friendly and accepting. We can all learn about together, God together and what he has for all generations. Another one. Our children love going to church, and they love their leaders, and that is a gift to us. Because in a short time, we already feel like we have found a family. We get fed here. We belong here. The services are motivating. The depth of teaching and revelation I receive there is why I go. My kids get a depth of teaching and revelation. They're not just being taught fluff. It's family to us. Coming to Impact has changed our way of viewing the Bible from head knowledge to livable heart knowledge. I love that. The connections are genuine. Everyone belongs. The outgoing belong. The shy belong. <laughs> the lost get connected and learn the heart of God. Um, because we reach out, draw in, and lift up. You. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Because, again, you belong here. And lastly, because we can be totally ourselves um, there, we fellowship with brother, brothers and sisters who have similar flame in their heart. And I just heard another beautiful one this morning from a lady who is such an encouragement to Joel and I, who's in this church, and she said, I think I literally moved across the country to be a part of this church. Isn't that incredible? Now, this, these words are not about Pastor Joel and I, and these words are not about our team. This is about you as a church. Yep. There is no way one person could create no this way. culture. This is what the Lord is doing yep. here. And if you've chosen to plant yourself here, this is what you are a part of. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. So now it's just a few specific direction, and I, I'm excited for this because this church, yes, has been here for quite, quite a number of years, but at the same time, it feels like it's so new. 
And I think that's what's so wonderful about the Lord is that the more that you step in and in sync with him, it, he makes it new. It's fresh and there's newness to it as long as you follow him. Yeah. And this was a word that the Lord gave us about a year and a half ago um, for when the Lord gave us that word move forward. This was a scripture that was connected to it in Isaiah 52. Uh, verse 2 and 3, and you'll see it on the Message Bible here, and I'll read that to you first, and I want to also read it to you in the Passion. Um, and I'm going to just bring it apart where, um, yeah, reading it from the Message. So it says, clear lots of ground for your tents. Y'all see that part? Yeah, there it is, kind of near the bottom. Clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large. Spread out. Think big. Everybody say it with me. Think big. Think big. I will not ever want to be disgraceful to God by thinking small. Just because, you know, people kind of saying, oh, we like the small church. I I hear what you're saying, but we are not going to be thinking small church. We're going to continually be thinking Red Deer, Central Alberta, regional. We have to get outside just us four no more. We are thinking regional because there is a God that's too good and a devil that's so stinking stupid that we cannot keep this shut. We can't keep it quiet. We got to proclaim it. Okay. Think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. Now, the Passion Bible, it says it this way. Increase is coming. Say it with me. Increase is coming. coming. Now, where is it coming? It's coming to me. It's coming to you. It's coming to this church. I believe that with all my heart. Increase is coming. So enlarge your tent and add extensions to your dwelling. Hold nothing back. Everybody say it with me. Hold nothing back. Make the tent ropes longer and the pegs stronger. You will increase and spread out in every direction. Whoo! Well, why don't you just make your part there? You had a few things you wanted to say. Uh, yeah, no tie in. Go ahead. Sure. Well, when you hear those words, make room for your growing family, right? Making room. Okay, so recently we made room in our home. We lost our office and our quiet space, <laughs> and we were making room for this one to come. So we had to move our kids downstairs. It required change, right? When you make room for something in your heart, in your life, in your family, in your household, it's going to require some change. So we had a statement that was said a couple weeks ago from Brother Marty, and he said, everything that's healthy grows, and everything that grows changes. And so we've always said we have not set out to be a large church. We've set out to be a healthy church. But anything that's healthy, it does what? It grows, right? And I know because I'm growing physically here um, (laughs) that when things grow, they change, right? And so we want to keep that in mind. You look great, though, by the way. Oh, thank you. This is a good change, girl. I like it. (laughs) If I I don't blush, but I would blush if (laughs) if we kept going. So when God told us that we have to make lots of room for our growing family, we know that that requires that wonderful word. Now, Joel and I like change. We're those types of people, right? Because change is the only consistent part of life. Now, we are asking you, if you are a changed person yourself, we're asking you, yeah, join join us. But for some, it may require a little bit more. We want to remind you, you are a change agent. Okay, say, I am am a change change agent. agent. I like like change. change. Excellent. So as we're growing, we're going to find out in a few minutes here, a few ways that we are growing, I want you to keep that in mind, that it's going to require some change. Good thing we had Brother Marty come in and give us a really yeah, good word about us, this. He gave us, yeah, it was a word specifically for this church, and I, I didn't talk to him about this, just so everyone knows, it's not like I sat down 
You know, anybody that comes in, hey, Marty, this is what's going on in the church. Can you talk about that? We don't do that. We, we believe the Spirit of God is real. We believe He's alive on the inside of us. And we strategically, if you're coming in, we know that the Lord has a word in season for us. And so this was a word that was given uh, the Saturday night service that we had. And it says, and I'm going to read it off to you. There are designated paths, things designed, orchestrated, and prepared by my spirit. Things I have made ready for you to receive and to walk in, but you must be willing to move forward to navigate the changes and do not fear it. For the things you have desired, had in your heart perhaps for many years, and have set your faith upon, you've had a vision of, those will not only come into view, but they'll come into fruition. But, we say but, that's all good. We can get pumped about that, right? I just ended it off there. We go, oh yeah, all right, it's coming into fruition. And kick like Marty and do all those types of things. But he didn't stop there. The Spirit of God went on to say, but there are steps that must be taken. Now, that's what I love about God is, yes, there is a destination, but there's the process to get to that destination. So there's steps that are incorporated with this, changes that must be navigated, pieces of a puzzle that must be properly placed. And once those things have been accomplished, then the plan of God will move forward and quickly. Those things that have been hindrances or that have held you back will be erased. So listen carefully to my spirit. In the days ahead, I'll give you wisdom. I'll give you direction and you will be successfully led into the fullness of this season and all that it holds. As that wisdom and direction comes, you step out in faith and be bold. And the dream and the vision, the plan and purpose, it will come to pass and your heart will be glad and people will be blessed and the kingdom of God will be enhanced and the Father will be glorified. Then he ended off with this. You guys are in for some good things here as a church. I believe that. How many believe that? Lord, I, Lord, I'm just taking that right now. I believe that with all my heart. So what it's going to take now, uh, I want to just take a few minutes, just talk about enlarging talk and just share with you about a few things that we're making room for. Um, and so over the past year, year and a half, um, as an executive team and also with our board and different things, um, we've, we've had lots of discussions and a few things have changed. For example, this last year, um, we purchased basically four lots in right behind us. And that was just supernatural how it all came about. Remember the Lord, we were just seeking the Lord, do we stay or do we go? And just hearing that, just strong on the inside, stay. And so when we finally announced, we are staying, the crowd went wild, ah, right? Riverside Meadows, Riverside, and that's not Lower Fairview, Riverside Meadows. We're here to change. We're here to change this area. That we got to think that way. And so when we got that word about a week or four days later, the gentleman that owned that corner lot came into our front building and said, hey, do you guys want to buy this property off me? And Mr. Barry so bravely said, yeah, let's, absolutely, let's do it. And then about a week or so later, um, Aaron Tolino's on our board. Uh, he's also a realtor. The gentleman that owns that, they kind of call, called, he gave you a call and said, hey, this, this place, we'd like to sell it. Are you guys interested? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And just so everyone knows, it's just recently again, like these people that own this fourplex right next to that one contacted Aaron again and said, hey, we, we'd like to get this to the church. We'd like this to be belong to you guys, for lack of a better word. What's that? Do you want to buy it? Yeah. We're not quite there yet, but hey, at the same time, one of the things, the statements that the Lord reminded me again when we were gone a couple weeks ago, it's not our job to pay for it, it's our job to believe for it. Because if, if God is in this, which I believe He is, then Lord, You are the one that's going to provide for every one of those things. And of course, He works with people and all that. So if you want, if you're like, man, I got 500 grand laying around, let us know. 
God loves you and we got a great plan for your finances. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but yeah, that's, that was a word that the Lord gave us. I remember just before we even took the church on, the Lord actually just prompted me to actually print out a landmark of this whole area from where we are currently to Gates and just kind of just dream. Just, just dream for a little bit. Just write down. So I printed the whole map out, and I just kind of envisioned and just put different things in what we saw. And, and it, it was fun to do. I'm not going to tell you all about it because it's not the time or place. Um, but what I just did is t- starting to take the limits off my thinking. Rather than just being, okay, well, I guess we're, this is our cute little, you know, 100 by 100 lot, and I guess we're going to just be okay with it. No, like just getting God in on this. Lord, what do you see? Because what God has got more for us. I mean, oh, what, what God's done in the past, thank God for it. But there, our best days aren't, you know, in the 2010s. It's actually further on as we go on. It's going to get better and better for us. I believe that. And so just thinking big and enlarging our capacity to view and to see a little differently. So we purchased those four lots right there. And with a plan eventually to build a new auditorium. That's, that's the ultimate goal for those pieces of properties. Now, we're, we're not stopping there. We're, I like to play Monopoly. We're going to just... Yeah. Wipe that whole thing off there. So, um, what's, yeah, I'll just give you kind of a cool fact. I was doing some, I was crunching some numbers because it felt good to crunch them. But if, you know, just looking at it, so we owe, uh, we owe a little bit on those, those two properties. We owe about a $310,000 on it. And I was just looking at that. And as I was doing some numbers, just kind of playing with it, I looked at it this way. So rather than looking, going, oh, that's so big. Did you know that if 176 people paid $125 a month over and above their offerings or whatever, for 14 months, that place would be paid off. Isn't that, if you just put it in those terms, 176 people, I'm like, oh, well, there goes my Starbucks fund. I'm fine with that. Just go put it out there. That would be it. If you just think of it in those terms. So, and even just wanting to bring that down, I just thought I'd throw that little number at you. I felt like an accountant for three minutes and that was it. So the next thing that we want to just address, that was some of the properties that we are. And now we want to just talk to you a little bit about some of the, I guess, services and things that we're wanting to do here. Yeah. So again, we're, this is our enlargening talk, right? This is what God has directed us to do to make room for our growing family. So before we share these next two things, you have to remember that God's purpose is always better than your preference. Right. Right. Even we have had to work through those things. There's a couple of things here that we thought, but our preference, Lord, is... And the more we sought him and the more our team sought him and the more we consulted with our board and wise counsel, we kept going back to, we have to obey God. Mm -hmm. So these are some really exciting upcoming things, but of course, changes change. So in making room for growth, um, we committed to the church, hey, when we took on the church four years ago, it's pretty full in here. We're going to commit to a growth plan. We're going to address that by doing a Saturday night service. And did you know, we just learned this ourselves yesterday saturday night has almost been on for two years running for two years saturday night if you've never been there it's a beautiful setting because it allows us to do church differently allows everyone to sit at tables makes it more community feel Um, we've got just a nice atmosphere going on in the back there so if you were to ask us what service do we love saturday and sunday but saturday has got a really different feel it's pretty cool it's cozy. However, when you looked at all of the facts, which is what the Lord tells you, right, in Proverbs, get all the facts and then apply common sense. Again, we don't know what else to do other than what this word says. So we said, okay, we're going to get the facts and then apply common sense. 
The facts are Sunday is still full. Look around. <laughs> in fact, you guys should start sitting up in the front. There's a second row available here. Still, still free. It's still full on a Sunday. So the facts are showing us that although Saturday has been wonderful for the last two years, it's not addressing the growth um, of the growth that's happening here. There's a lot of growth on a Sunday. All of the numbers of newcomers that are coming are coming on a Sunday. All of you who have said, I want to serve on a team, I want to push this vision forward, have signed up to do that on a Sunday. Sunday. So again, we're left with the same problem. We need some more growing room, some more elbow room, literally, <laughs> for our growing family. So what the Lord has instructed us to do is to stop Saturday night service. That He said, the season has come to an end for now. That's our preference is to keep it going, but we have got to obey the Lord. He said, the season has come to an end for now because you need to gear up for two services on a Sunday. And so that is what we're about to do. Our Saturday night service, we announced it to them last night. It's really a lot easier to say it to you guys than it was to literally look face to face last night. But um, that will come to an end, the end of February. And in the next season, we're not putting a date right now. We know the Lord has told us growth is continuing to come on Sundays and make room. Everyone say make room. Make room for your growing family. Yep. So that is one of our biggest changes that's coming is that we're going to be making room for two services. That will require me and you. That will require, if you're not serving yet, that you're going to find a place to serve because we're all going to make this happen. Not for the purpose of we want a larger church, but for the purpose of there are people that need to hear the message. Yep. There are literally, we know that we are a hope, right? The church is a hope mm-hmm. for a dying world. But this specific body we really believe we're also the hope for a dying Christian. Yep. Because so many people have been called to walk through these doors and have said, I've never heard that in the Bible before. I've never heard that right. I'm healed, that I can live victorious. I've never heard about grace before. I've been living by, by my works trying to appease God. So we know that we want to make room for people to come and to hear this message, just like we've all been transformed. Yeah, for by sure. Us, so. And at the same time, too, like because what we've heard in that statement before, we love that uh, there's room for flow and that like the Spirit of God can do things. That will never ever change. That's that's what that's what I think really identifies us as a local family is man. We we need the Holy Spirit to move. So it's not okay. We have a service. You know, our first service is only 45 minutes, and everybody get out because the next group's got to come in. We are not interested in doing that at all. Our heart is still for the flowing and the yeah. moving and the gifts of the Spirit. But at the same time, what we are doing is we're just going with what the Lord said is to make plenty of room in this Sunday service because people are coming. And so that's just what we're focusing on. It's at the same time we're also. Uh, going to be making a couple changes, like Jamie said, for, for us as a family, that's what we're doing. But also just some natural things. There, in the next couple of weeks, you're going to hear a few things. Because uh, we've been trying a few different things in the sanctuary to, to you know, make a little bit more space available. Because I don't know, you all want to jump. Like, I, I, and you want to move around. But it's just like, uh, uh. So we're, we're just trying out a few different things and getting a couple of, you know, guys that know sanctuaries and buildings and things like that to kind of get some ideas flowing. So you'll be hearing a little bit more about that uh, coming up as well. Yeah. And then at the same time, what if you're going to do that one? That's yeah, number three. Sure. Do that. Um, yeah. At the same time, what we want to make available as well is we would love if every single one of you, every Sunday is bringing your neighbors, right? Bringing your unsafe family members. But we believe that we've got to also provide opportunities that we're going to call them bridge opportunities. 
We want to provide more opportunities for the church to bring friends, family, co-workers that haven't necessarily been okay with coming to a service yet. We'll call them pre-believers, right? Yeah. They, they are one day going to be saved and going to be sitting beside you. But you're looking for something to bring them to to show them, hey, Christians are awesome. Like, it's okay. Come and meet some of my friends. Here's the family, yeah. So by us doing all our services on the Sunday, it frees up our team a little bit more and even our building to provide those bridge opportunities. So you'll be hearing about more of those in the future, too. The, the men just had one this past Sunday yeah. um, with the Super Bowl where – Invite whosoever, right? Make that event big in the city so that people can go, wow, I've never been inside a church before, but I'm going to go to that, and that will be a stepping stone into yep. the kingdom. So yep. we'll be doing a little bit more about that as well. And we'll be using those like Saturdays as well. That's what we're looking for. Because uh, if you look at it, because every day of the week we have stuff. Uh, this, we've got youth ministry. We've got kids uh, outreaches. we got practices. we got freedom session. Our, our weeks are totally full, and so that's what we're looking at is is other opportunities that way. And the, the kind of the last but not least, one thing we want to really take a moment just to share on is we've actually have some team changes and some staff changes that are taking place. And uh, at the same time, it's exciting. It's also a little bit sad uh, just to make mention of that. The first one I want to make mention, uh, Pastor Sheila will be transitioning out of her staff role here at the church. And Pastor Sheila is our pastoral care uh, department. She oversees, you know, kind of the prayer, uh, join the mission, anything pastoral care she oversees that. Uh, she ain't going anywhere. She's going to continue to lead prayer, but she's just coming off staff. And so that'll be happening a um, little bit later on this year. And then at the same time, we also have everybody know Barry Semischuk. There you go, Mr. Barry. Mr. Barry, would you just stand up for a quick sec? Let's see how pretty he is. Just stand there for a moment. Mr. Barry. We love, we love and so grateful for Mr. Barry. He's been here. It'll be 10 years this year that he's been around. So like I just came out of diapers and Mr. Barry was here. And, but Mr. Bear, he oversees and has done so much for this church. He actually came on and he oversaw the Bible school. He oversaw a lot of the administrative aspects um, of the Bible school, but also taught a lot in the Bible school. He did a lot with it at that time. Uh, it's called Canada Word of Faith, which is now impacting Canada ministry, which is a network of ministers that Mr. Barry was gratefully in a lot, getting a lot of people in, making sure people are paying on time. He's real good at that. And really just, and uh, not only that, then also the finances and different things here at the church. And so uh, Mr. Barry also at the same time, he has his own ministry called My King Ministries. Um, and it's right now he's written two books, really good books. I know he shared a little bit when he came and spoke this past summer on them. Uh, but he will, be, uh, he will be done with us here uh, is at the March 31st, April 2nd. The sec uh, it'll be, it's April 2nd. So that will be his last day on staff here. Uh, and so at the same time, it's, we're excited for where Mr. Barry and Miss, Mrs. Barry, that's, it's, it's Cheryl, but uh, for what, what's, what's on their heart and what God has called them to do next. They will be greatly missed, but at the same time, we know that, hey, whenever God brings about change, it's, it's always for the best. They're going to be blessed by it. We'll be blessed at the same time, too, by it. But Mr. Barry, I just want to personally say how much I love you and how grateful I am to, to have known you, not just known you, but talked the word with you. This is a man of faith. This is a man of words. So uh, everybody get his cell number before he leaves today. Uh, just so you always have it. You can phone him anytime. He loves that, right? So he, he's great with that. No, no. And that, of course, not going anywhere. But it's just nice to phone him every day. He's, he's great to have there. So, and then at, so with uh, Mr. Barry and Pastor Sheila kind of transitioning out, uh, one cool thing that we have uh, coming on March 1st, we have a gentleman here by the name of Julian Price that will actually be coming on staff and on board with us. Julian and Kyla are a wonderful couple. Of you. Just stand up for a sec, guys. And 
everyone can see you. You, wanna, you guys want to come up for a quick sec? Just to, Why don't you guys just say hey? Yeah, just to give an opportunity. For those that don't know Julian, and uh, this, is, this is who he is. This is who I am. <clears throat> well, I would also, um, both Kyle and I would like to just publicly thank Barry and Pastor Sheila for just their service in the church. And I really think it's beautiful that they're transitioning out but not going anywhere. And we're transitioning in, but we didn't just, like, show up, you know, this week. We've been here serving alongside of you already. So I just think that is really amazing. Um, We also wanted to just thank you guys for, and just honor you in front of everybody for choosing us, um, for asking us to be a part of the team. And we're really, really excited to, to be a part of the team and to ultimately come alongside and just serve the vision that God's given you. And I know God's going to download stuff to us as well, but we're excited to serve you and the team and then ultimately you as a church. Um, So with that, I also just wanted to share a couple of things. Um, Kyle and I, um, we're married. We've been married for for about 19 years. This is the interview process right here, man. So just (laughs) just let us know. (laughs) Um, We have two children, 16 and 13. My daughter is 16, Eden. If you have a baby, you probably know her. (laughs) Um, And then my son, he's 13. He probably has served you a crepe or a donut or a muffin. Sometimes if he's not totally focused on getting you your crepe or your muffin, it's because he's watching a Premier League soccer game on the zone on his phone while he's serving you those crepes. I probably shouldn't have said that. Now he's going to get in trouble. Anyways, he loves soccer. Anyways, the kids are are wonderful. Um, Just a real short kind of synopsis of our life. We, um, both Kyla and I gave our hearts to the Lord back when we, well, like 98, 99. Uh, Kyla grew up, or I grew up in a Christian home. Kyla did not. Um, And we, uh, I guess, met in Calgary at a church called First Assembly. I was teaching a uh, new believers class uh, called Happy Hour. And uh, Kyla walked in, and I genuinely said, Lord, is she for me? And then kind of the rest is history. Anyways. Happy uh, hour is happy, happy man. That's hour, what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Called, yeah. So, um, yeah, so that was cool. Um, anyways, from there, uh, I was a part of um, a discipleship program in Calgary as well as I was in four years of Bible college. Then we moved to a small community called Chauvin, which is kind of like by Lloyd Minster, Wainwright. We, pa- we youth pastored there for a couple of years. Then from there, we moved to Sylvan Lake. And in Sylvan Lake, we um, started uh, an indoor BMX skate park, which now is, well, still known as Incline Industries. But there's also Youth Unlimited there, as well as um, the coffee shop, which is called Timber. And Pastor Sheila's daughter and son-in-law are like full-time ministry there and doing really great things. So it's really cool just to see you know, God continuing to do amazing yeah, things there. So we were there for a number of years, but also in my time there, I was there for about three years, and then we started pastoring, youth pastoring at Gospel Chapel, which is now called Emerge. Um, and so I did, well, we did youth leadership as well as like community initiatives and those sorts of things. And then the Lord um, called us to England for a few years. And so many of you kind of heard some of our story one day uh, when there was a number of us sharing different things. So we did that for three years. And now we've been back, uh, well, I guess while we were there, um, we, there was two churches, and I kind of oversaw one of the churches, um, and then another gentleman 
I led kind of both of them together. So we kind of did that as a team. Um, and that was beautiful and hard. But uh, we came back, and we knew that we were to take sort of a break from, I guess you could call it paid ministry, because we're all in full-time ministry, no matter what you're doing. Right. Um, but we knew we needed to take a break. But we also knew that there wasn't sort of a, a position that we felt called to do. And the last thing we wanted to do was tell our kids, hey, we're moving back to like an area that is familiar to you, to where you have friends, and then just say, oh, sorry, actually, we're now moving to Slave Lake or something like that. They probably would have hated us. So we just decided <laughs> we're going to just take some time and, uh, and just do something different, which is what I did for a while. And, uh, and then uh, just kind of around Christmas time, uh, again, Joel and Jamie asked us if, if we would consider being a part of the church. And uh, right away, we just knew that this was going to be the right fit for wow. us. And we're just really thankful that God has called us here. Um, I guess the last thing I would say really briefly is um, we have, like, kind of guiding principles in our, in our lives. And one of the things that I think you'll see in us is we really desire to be authentic. That's a real conviction of ours. So being authentic. The other one is relationship really drives us. We desire to get to know each and every one of you. And as, um, as some of you would know, yeah, you already know us quite well already. We've connected with some of you. Some of you, that's yet to happen, and we're looking forward to that. And then the other thing is we, we really, um, our heartbeat is to serve. Um, yeah. We really know that about us. That's why we're so thankful just to come under, again, you guys and just serve you, but ultimately serve you as a church and see you reach your full potential in Christ. And uh, so if you, um, you know, take time to pray every day or just occasionally pray for us because we want to, we really want to hear from the Lord in these next number of months as well so that he can give us that direction on, on how we're going to grow together as a family. Yeah, so we're really, really excited to be mm-hmm. journeying with you and ultimately joining your story and seeing what God's going to do. Yeah. That's really Amen. Amen. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Cool. Thanks so much, Tyler. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tyler. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, That's really good. And just to finish up here, we're going to pray in a moment. Um, but we want to just make sure you guys understand transition um, is is fun, but it's wild. And yeah. we felt like this was the second transition. God um, transitioned from Pastor John and Ingrid to us four years ago, and now here we are with another big transition. And so just want you guys to know that we're open during this time if you got any questions. Pastor Sheila today is actually in Sylvan. Her daughter and son-in-law were running the service there, and so she was so sad to miss. But she'll be back next week, and she said, the main thing to tell the church is I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. She just won't have office hours is all. So she'll be back. You can ask her questions again. You can get Barry's cell phone number later and ask him all the questions. But we'll be open and and authentic ourselves during this transition time. So why don't we stand up and grab hands? We're going to pray together. You bet. All right. So, Father, we just come before you, Lord. Thank you. Lord Jesus, we just honor you. We thank you so much that you've called this family together. Lord, we thank you so much that what God has brought together, let no man separate. And Father, we bless you for it. We just lift you up again, Jesus, for all that you've done. And thank you again for your presence and for your leading. Lord, your word says that as steps of a righteous man are ordered of you. So Lord, we're just so grateful that we are led. Everyone in this room, we are led. We are directed by the Spirit of God. Father, we love you and just give you praise for it. We thank you that our best days, our brighter days are ahead of us still. 
So, Lord, with our eyes fixed on you, with our gaze fixed on you and what you say, we know we cannot fail. Oh, Jesus, it's so good to know that being with you, it's failure proof. Lord, we thank you and we give you the praise for it. And, Lord, right now we just lift up everyone in this church family. Lord, we thank you for the giftings. We thank you for the callings that is on each and every single one individually, but also as, their, as a family. Father, we just call those giftings out. We call those anointings out. Father, for the purpose to impact generations for Jesus. Lord, we give you praise for it. We give you glory for it. And we come with great expectation in the days ahead. We give you praise and honor in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Can we just all just praise the Lord just for a moment? Father, we give you thanks. Father, we worship you. Man, I'm so thankful, Lord. Man, I'm so thankful, Lord. Man, isn't it just good to serve a God that's good? Man, he's not angry at us. And he knows what he's doing. Isn't that good news? That he said, I know the plans that I have for you. So that means I don't know, but he knows. And he wants to tell you and I. So I think that is just a good place to be. Uh, and Jill, you want to come up for a quick sec? We're going to just receive our, our tithes this morning. You may have a quick seat. Thank you for listening to us this morning. Hello again. Thank you for listening. And if you live in the central Alberta region of Canada, we would love to have you stop by for one of our weekend messages. For directions, service times, and more info on our amazing children's environments, visit us at impactlife.ca. That's impactlife.ca.